Disney fans, I am frozen all to hell and you guys can see me. Uh, I am Matt. This is the Disney Planning Insights Podcast and there we go. Uh, Lots going on tonight. We have Disneyland news. We've got Disney World news. We've got Disney just about everywhere news. So it's going to be an action-packed, fun-filled show. And we've got Peter finishing up his dinner over on the other screen here. So... Let me go ahead and hit our social media accounts. So you found us tonight over on Facebook at DPI Podcast. If you're looking for us on Twitter at Disney Insights, we're also on YouTube, the Disney Planning Insights Podcast, and on Instagram, Princesses and the Mouse. We have a lot of social media content coming out over the next few days. Not the least to mention, uh, we have a picture-in-picture jungle cruise with a fantastic skipper cam coming out tomorrow morning. Um, So definitely check that out over on the YouTube channel. You'll see it on all of our social media accounts. Uh, As far as new followers this week, Brendan Hope, it's about time you like the damn page. Thanks for following, bud. Katie Flora liked the page this week. J.D. Hozier liked the page this week. And Brian, thank you for the share tonight. Appreciate it, bud. Have a good stream, and I may jump on and harass you in a little bit. Um, So with that being said, let me bring on Peter with Princesses and a Mouse Disney Travel. Hey, Peter, how you doing? Hopefully you pop up in the screen right there. There we go. How you doing tonight, bud? Awesome. Um, I can't hear you because I don't have you turned up. Let's try that. Um, so let's let's just kind of start off with the big news. Um, released Friday morning, I guess. Um Newsom loosened the restrictions that they placed on theme parks. Um, and now it looks like Disneyland is going to be open or allowed to open on April the 1st. Um, so I listened in on the, the investor call today and uh, Bob Chapik talked about it a little bit. And he is more looking at a timeline at the end of April, not the beginning of April, which makes a lot of sense. Um, Two things come into play, you know, if you ask me. First is you've got that Taste of Disney event that runs through the beginning of April. 
that I believe they didn't want to squash any of those dates because they were selling those dates at $75 a ticket for really no access to the parks other than you got to eat and drink in California Adventure. Um, and then they have to hire about 10,000 employees for Disneyland. Uh, <laughs> so that's going to take a little bit of time to even get just furloughed employees back up to, up to speed on COVID protocols and moving forward. Kind of give me your take on what's going on over on the West Coast. Uh, yeah, I think... So a couple of things, there's, there's a lot to unpack here. So first of all, Newsom started to lift the restrictions, but it all depends on the county that you're in. Correct. And of course, Disneyland is going to be in one of the the most restricted counties because it's going to, its numbers are going to stay in that red range and not get up into the yellow and the green, likely for quite some time still. Um, so... First off, you look at it on the surface, you go, oh, Newsom finally lifted the restrictions, thank goodness. And then you start diving deeper and you realize that in the county that Disneyland is in, unless the metrics change, they're only going to be allowed to open at about a 15% capacity, which is just straight up not worth it. Um, it's not until they slide into the yellow category that they can get themselves up to 25 to 30% capacity. Uh -huh. And at that point, it's probably close to like a just slightly better than break even. So it's not till green that they can actually get to 50% open. Um, and then here's the kicker on top of all of that with Newsom's requirements. Um, it's California residents only. Yeah. So they're allowed to reopen, but they're allowed to reopen for California residents only. Now, you and I on this show have talked and multiple times about how Disneyland's tickets and Disneyland's attendance is mostly kind of local to that L.A., Anaheim, you know, people coming up from San Francisco type clientele. Yeah. But it does completely squash. I literally put in for a refund on my tickets so that I could pay for a spring break trip for my family to go to Disney World. I just got tired of sitting on the pot, as it were. Um, and I literally put in for the refund. And then later that day, the announcement that Newsom was lifting the research. Mike, you got, come on. But then I read more into it. I was like, okay, that's actually not all that exciting. Um, so why is Disney not running for that April 1st deadline? I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, they've got the taste of Disney already sold out. And uh, actually, I think this is, this is just what I think. Um, I think there is some rides included on that as well, because some of the, some of the, the uh, advertisement for the taste of Disney did include some shots of Guardians of the Galaxy, as well as Radiator Springs Racers. So Mission Breakout and Radiator Springs Racers uh, were kind of shown in that the advertisement for it. So I am wondering if there is a small number of rides. You can imagine like them not opening up the Pixar Pier and all of that back area. But it would be relatively easy, you know, basically you walk in and to the left, kind of the first chance to go left, you're going to take you down to what was Tower of Terror is now Mission Breakout. And if you go up just a little bit further to the left, that leads you into Radiator Springs. 
So I could see them opening that area because that would also bring you up to where about um, wine country or uh, Trattoria wine country is. So that would sort of like open up the first big main thoroughfare and the left and right. Um, yeah, and I just I, I, don't, that I don't think that they can under the under the restrictions that are currently there. I don't know that they can even open the rides because they can't even do really indoor dining until after April 1st. So everything is outdoor right now. And with, especially with mission breakout as an indoor ride. Yeah. But radiator spring racers mostly isn't. Correct. Correct. I mean, it's it's a, it's a modified test track basically. Oh, okay. First of all, radiator (laughs) spring racers destroys test track. If we put them in a head to head comparison. Um, so let's not even do that because, so what I realized, and I, I, the first time I went to Disneyland, I tried to compare the two parks. Like when I rode Pirates of the Caribbean, I was like, oh, I like this more, but I like that more. And then I rode Haunted Mansion, I was like, oh, this is better, but that's better. And then I, I rode Big Thunder Mountain Railroad and did the exact same thing. Uh, and right around like day two, I said, what am I doing this is silly to compare these things because sure you can say, yeah, it has a similar ride track to test track, but the ride experience is God, it is night and day. They are not anywhere shape or form the same ride experience. Cor- correct. But I mean, it, it's basically the same ride structure. It is. As far it as is. the it's cars. A, it's and... an oversized slot car. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so good news out West. We'll see kind of how that progresses. Stick with us and we will definitely be keeping you up to date on official opening dates, capacities, if they're going to do some type of reservation system, which I almost guarantee. Um, doesn't matter. You and I aren't getting in there. Correct. Correct. Um, but I might have a correspondent out there that can't. Joanne, I'm looking let's at you. Pretend they, let's pretend we live with them. <laughs> um, so let's go to some bad news, I guess. Um, this is terrible so been, news. What? This is terrible news. I know what's coming <laughs> next. This is terrible news. So we've been speculating that Ratatouille, uh, Remy's Adventure is going to open relatively soon. And um, Bob Chapik squashed that bug like a juicy cockroach in Men in Black. Um, so here is, okay, first of all, let me build up to this. Let me build up to this for a moment. Okay, so last week, Monday, they released this whole huge line of brand new Remy merchandise. Now, I get it that it was also in line with Flower and Garden, but Flower and Garden normally doesn't focus on Remy. Food and Wine normally focuses on Remy. Correct. Flower and Garden normally focuses on Spike, the little bee buddy, because obviously yeah. it's Flower and Garden. So... First of all, they launched this massive merchandise line at, at Epcot, right? So clue one. Then all of a sudden yesterday, all of next week becomes unable for cast members to visit the parks. So the cast members have a portal very similar to the portal that we go, and they have a reservation system. Epcot blacked itself out for all of next week. So all of a sudden the entire 
Disney World of podcasters. Like, whoa, 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 I mean, it doesn't make sense to block it out for Flower Garden Festival because that started last week. Right? Oh my goodness! Today, I you can like take a knife and twist. Uh, I was looking so forward to coming onto this podcast and be like, "Hey guys, we don't know, but I think it's coming." No. Now, now I'm gonna go in April, and I'm not gonna ride Remy's Ratatouille adventure again. So now I have a stinking reservation for October. <laughs> so now, continue your story, please. Okay, so, so basically, what Peter has said is he's chasing a rat. Um, but, <laughs> but Chapek came out today and said, okay, um, we finally have a, an opening date and I'm, I'm all excited on the call and I'm like, yes, let's say next week. And it's October 1st, um, which makes no sense other than it makes a little sense. They're hoping that capacity is way up. And it can swallow a ton of crowd from the 50th. That's it right there. That's that, are... that is the only sense that it makes is that, you know, cause if we're at 35% going into October, this makes not a lick of sense, but if we're at 65% capacity going in October, it makes a ton of sense because they're going to be able to swallow an afternoon crowd in Epcot that's going to stand in a four-hour damn line to ride this thing. Um, and you know what? They're, pro- they're probably not even going to line it. They're probably going to virtual queue it. I do speculate that. I am wondering, you know, this whole thing is still not normal, but I do wonder if basically like every part has realistically the opportunity to create a single virtual queue every single day. You could do it with seven dwarves at Magic Kingdom, Flight of Passage at Animal Kingdom, Ratatouille, and, of course, Rise of the Resistance. And uh, that would be a really, really interesting change to the park experience if we do ultimately get back to the point where we can book fast passes but then they also do a virtual queue morning of, and it would be a really, really interesting change to how they kind of dictate and manage crowd flow. But you're exactly right. As soon as I heard the date, October 1st, I was like, oh, okay. So they're trying to rip people out of Magic Kingdom and send them to Epcot for the day. Yeah, that's, they're that's exactly the what they're doing. Go to Epcot instead of Magic Kingdom. I just, I can, I can imagine how many hits Google had of local uh vloggers trying to clone themselves for October 1st now. You know, we're going to have a bunch of sheep trying to get into both parks to uh to to experience both both things on opening day or they're going to park hop the hell out of it and you're going to see going to fill the capacity. Yeah, they're both going to fill the capacity. It's it's going to be it's going to be nuts. They you're just released more hop. More reservations across the board for Magic Kingdom on October 1st. And then they go and do this, which how many people are going to change their reservations, that kind of thing. So, whatever. I I mean, I would rather, personally, this is just me. I would rather be in Magic Kingdom. First of all, I'm not going to be anywhere near either of them. I made my reservation for October 18th. (laughs) Um, 
and get it two more weeks in case there's another delay. So I still think if it, if it were just me and I didn't have any restrictions and things that I had to deal with, I'd still rather be in Magic Kingdom on the day of the first. And then I'll get to Epcot on the third or fourth and ride Ratatouille. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you have the ability to be in Magic Kingdom on the day of the 50th, you're in Magic Kingdom on the day of the 50th. They're going to pull out all the stops for that. And it's going to be it's going to be a hell of a show. Whatever stops can be pulled out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think I think they're really kind of hedging their bet on they're going to have parades. They're going to have fireworks. They're going to have the whole nine yards by October. I, I mean, think I think parades might be back next month, maybe maybe May. Yeah, I, I just, just after spring break crowd they bring them back. I, I think I think that I you could see it probably early summer. Maybe they start running them in May to beat that summer crowd, and then they kind of have a handle on how it's going to go for once that summer crowd starts hitting. You know, right after Memorial Day. Um, and I'm wondering, like, what is so they start doing fireworks, right? What does the hub all of a sudden look like? Does it look like a bunch of them green Starbucks-looking color stickers all over the damn place? I don't know. I, I and that's the thing. At, at what point do you say you have to social distance yourself? We can't put at stickers point, on the ground because people don't follow the damn stickers anyway. At what point do they just start running fireworks again without the actual projection shows? Just uh, add that. That's, I mean, that's the greatest thing about the Disney. It's like every night was a celebration. Correct. You would have this great, fantastic day in the park. And then whether it was River, you know, Rivers of Light was obviously more of a, a, a I, there was fountains, there was that tower of fire, you know, but it's still kind of really interesting, a nice nightcap. But all the rest of the parks, there were fireworks, there were extravaganzas, there were shows, there was like, boom, you're at Disney, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And I just, you know, we, when we were down there, um, we sat down, not you and I, when I was down there with my family, uh, they were projecting happily ever after onto the screen before the nightly movie. And, you know, that was cool. That wasn't, it wasn't anywhere near happily ever after. <laughs> my wife saw it and she's like, oh my God, can we sit and stay? I was like, yeah, I'm going to go get drinks. She's like, what do you mean? You don't want to watch this? I was like, it's not a real thing. <laughs> all right moving moving on let's let's stay in the summer theme we had another opening happen over the weekend blizzard beach opened at walt disney world which is a big deal um we get a water park back now and i again it's just another step forward you know we get we got blizzard beach back now um, the next thing, thing I think is going to happen is we have, um, festival, of the Lion King coming here relatively soon. The actors got called back for, um, beauty and the beast. So there's just a lot of the shoes are starting to drop as far as the parks getting back to normal. And I think if you look at the parks, when they're, when they're at capacity right now, you understand how much a show that extra dining capacity um a parade eats up those crowds because god if they have free reign all over the park 
they congregate in some of the weirdest damn areas. My daughter just peeked her head in and goes, Daddy, you were right about the fireworks. <laughs> well, apparently she approved. She agrees that one of the best things about a Disney day is uh, is the fireworks. So Here's the Beach- weird thing about Blizzard Beach, since we're on the topic of Blizzard Beach. They're not requiring reservations. Isn't that weird? A, a little. Yeah. I just, I don't know what logistically this is going to, maybe they're just not worried about capacity. You know, the water parks, obviously they're there. They're really cool. They're, they're honestly some of the best water parks you can possibly find. But at, at the end of the day, you know, it's kind of like where we are from. It's basically like, you know, go down to Santa Claus, Indiana and go to, holiday world but it's just like holiday world on just this insane over decoration kick but the rides are similar to what you can find at a noah's ark or a holiday world or you know whatever water parks might be more more suited to wherever you all are from um but it, but the theming and the decor and obviously all of that that's where you go oh this is a disney water park yeah yeah um, I, I think, I think the lack of capacity may have something to do with you're in chlorine all day. Mm. You know, viruses don't do well in there. That's why there's chlorine in the damn pool. No, <laughs> you're in, you're in sun, you're in and out of chlorine all day. You're outside, you're in the sun. You yeah. literally have everything that says, this will stop the virus pretty well. Exactly, exactly. So I, I don't, I, I don't even see them adding a reservation to Blizzard Beach. And so here's in the in the policies: you're not allowed to wear a mask on the rides. You're not allowed to wear a mask in the wave pool. You're supposed to wear a mask unless you are on your way to a ride. So what that means is, I set up on my chairs by the wave pool. I put my mask down, and as long as I don't go back to my chair, I'm always on my way to go do something. Correct. Sounds about right. Yeah, just oh, the, the whole thing just kind of seems funky. I'm, I'm kind of toying with the idea when I go back next month, just working a day in to go to Blizzard Beach just to see what it's all about. But I just... At the back end of my trip, I just did something really nice for myself for my birthday. So I don't know if I really have a day to go do Blizzard Beach now. But Golf or Savvies? Hmm? I said golf or Savvies. No. I don't want to say it because my daughter's here and listening. But Oh, okay. okay. We're doing a resort transfer to my favorite. Nice. The day before my birthday. Nice. And now that's enough information for you because you know my favorite hotel. Yes, I do. I do. Our viewers Pop, should as well. Pop Century, here you come. No, that's where we're starting is at Pop Century. <laughs> Think the other side of the skyline here. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Correct. No, I, I, I know where you're at. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> next thing, uh, Disney released the first look at the inside of the Polynesian rooms. Yeah, the Moana themed ones. The Moana theming. And they turned out spectacular. 
spectacular. Let me go over to my screen share here because I actually have it up and ready. So, yeah, so the new Moana rooms. Ah, good. Yeah, nobody saw it. It's good. New Moana theming. So the wallpaper kind of looks like the tattoos that Maui wears in the movie um, with the Moana character and the Maui characters um, in the wallpaper. Very, very um, South Pacific theming. You have the canoes. You have some green, some wood tone. Um, Overall, just beautiful, beautiful rooms. Um, Excited to see them in person. Almost thinking about changing a resort reservation in the future over to the Polynesian, but it probably won't be open when we're going. Um, but past that, no, just just gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous rooms. Um, and Disney even went the extra mile to put Moana on the TV when they took the picture, which makes it even that much better. Um, so, yeah, so we, we've got a long time until this opens they're saying sometime this summer um they've got a lot of work still left to do on the skyliners or the monorail station um because they completely tore the monorail station down when they redid the front entrance to the grand ceremonial building or the great ceremonial building so um you know cool rooms they're gonna be neat I think Polynesian is probably the most overpriced of the three monorail resorts when it comes to what you actually get in the room, except it's probably got the best pool. So, uh, I, I like both of the other resorts quite a bit better, but I guess to each his own. Um, again, great, great rooms at the Polynesian. Uh, opening this summer any thoughts on that peter um polynesian's on my bucket list i haven't been lucky enough to stay there yet uh my family and i are working on a plan to become dvc members and i think that's where all of the the polynesian and stuff like that fit in is where i can have dvc points and, and book something there uh, but I'm exactly my my feeling is the exact opposite of you. Um, I haven't stayed at any of those three resorts. I stay at Wilderness Lodge every once in a while, which is kind of in that same area. I stay at Fort Wilderness. I'm more of like a, but but that also makes sense. Why if if I finally break into the resort monorail, which by the way I almost did that. I almost did the contemporary. You would have been. Whew. Um, so if I finally break into actually like spending DVC points or, or using, um, doing that, because again, I can go a lot more often if I stay at pop century and Caribbean beach than if I stay at grand Floridian and contemporary and stuff. But when I finally bust into the monorail loop, I think the first place I'm going to bust into is Polynesian because that is. That is the number one of those three in my book for where I want to stay and what I want to experience. And just the whole tropical vibe is just, I just want that so bad walking through the long house and, you know, or the great ceremonial house, not the long house. 
It's not they're not the Vikings. Um, so I just I really really love going to Polynesian. I love going to the Luau. Love going to Kona Cafe. Um, and we've been to the Luau multiple times. I mean, we've we've done a set of family pictures at the Polynesian, and mm-hmm. you know we we enjoy the resort. But when you look at the prices compared to say a garden wing room in the contemporary or staying at the grand Floridian. I just don't feel like it stacks up to the other two resorts. I think it just kind of gets lost in the shuffle when you're looking at those monorail resorts. Yeah. Again, though, I think Polynesian is sort of like a fan based thing in the same way as contemporary in the same way as grand Floridian is that there are sort of like followings like me, um, like yacht and beach club. That is just as expensive as any of those other three resorts. But if you said, hey, where are you going to splurge and go? Wink, wink on my birthday. Yeah, yeah. That's where I'm going to go because I want to be able to walk in the backside of Epcot. I want to be able to immerse myself on my birthday in the world showcase. I don't plan on going in front of, because we're going to Epcot on my birthday, Flower and Garden Festival, staying in there. I plan on walking in, doing nothing but being in the World Showcase all day on my birthday, coming out, maybe hitting the pool for a little bit, going back into the World Showcase. The pool is amazing. You got this huge slide that goes over the walkway, sand bottoms. Like, I if I'm gonna if I'm gonna spend the money, I'm not gonna go to the monorail loop. It's cool to ride the monorail to get to Magic Kingdom, but I then. Well, even right now, because Epcot monorails closed, you have to take a bus everywhere else. Yeah, yeah. I really like being on that Skyliner, man. That Skyliner was a game changer for me. Dude. Years ago. I We just booked another one, and you know where we booked. We're back at Pop Century. Um, yeah. I mean, the Skyliner, especially if you're going to hit both of those parks, it just it makes a ton of sense. I mean, right. if you watched our videos from Hollywood studios. We were one of the first hundred into Hollywood studios. We were one of the last hundred out of Hollywood studios. Skyliner was still running both directions. Right. Um, I mean, I you, just, you, I, can't, I, you can't beat yeah. it. No, the Skyliner opened and it's, it completely changed what I aimed for with booking. Cause I had stayed at Art of Animation. I hadn't stayed at, I stayed at Art of Animation for my daughter because Big Little Mermaid room. Yeah. So we stayed in the Little Mermaid room um, before the Skyliner. I had never stayed at Pop. And I, if I was going to go value, it was just like, okay, I'll just go to All-Star and I'll deal with the bus lines because All-Star is a little bit cheaper than Pop Century and Art of Animation. So I'll go to one of the All-Stars and I'll just deal with the bus lines. And then the Skyliner opened, and now Pop Century's $30, $40 a night more expensive than the All-Stars, worth every penny. And you get, it is worth every penny. You get bigger beds, and yep. you're on the Skyliner. Yep. Well, the All-Stars are starting to remodel, so I think the All-Stars are kicking up to the same room layout as Pop Century is. Are they going to the same room? Or they yeah, going because the mermaids, the little mermaids are two fools. Yeah, the little mermaids, the worst room out of all of that. Now. Yeah, all stars are the all stars are the the fold down bed and the the other bed, and I think they're I think they're queens. They might be fools, but 
Um, Little Mermaid's two doubles. Yeah, the, the the Little Mermaid. My wife and I cannot comfortably sleep on a bed together. No, it's the little. That is the thing. The number one thing that needs a remodel and a facelift is a Little Mermaid. That Little Mermaid room. The decor is fantastic, but it is time to change the beds to the hide a bed and the, the other bed. Yeah. It is time to mimic the pop century and the all-star rooms. Um, but what Art of Animation has is it has the suites, but then you sit there and go, okay, so if I'm going to pay you know, $600 a night for a suite at uh, Art of Animation, why wouldn't I just go get a fifth sleeper at Caribbean Beach or move my way up into Contemporary or... I was going to say, at that, at that price point, things. now you're looking at a garden wing at Contemporary and... Yeah. You can get a deluxe studio at any of the DVC properties for yeah. the cost of, and sure, the studio, and you can be like, well, yeah, but the, the suite, I get a bedroom. Okay, sure. In, in all reality, the people that are going to be using the suites at Art of Animation have kids small enough that you probably don't want to close a door on them. Or a lot of times what I see is, it's like a family with grandparents all sleep, like all yeah. sliding into the same room. Cause that ends up saving you money in the long run. Cause you won't fit in a deluxe studio, but when grandparents can go into the bedroom, couple can go onto the sofa or the pull down bed at the table. And then yeah. kids can go onto the sofa and sleeper chair. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's really all I've got. There's no, um, hi, Terry. Thanks for watching the video. Hope you're feeling better, man. You had a nasty fall. Um, so hopefully, hopefully you, uh, are giggling at the video a little bit. I know that, uh, you're, you're kind of laid out at home for a while. So, uh, take care, get better. Uh, that about does it for what I've got. You people movers still closed. It opens April 4th. Yeah, they've said that three times. It better open April 4th because I'm going to Magic Kingdom on April 5th. I, I, I'm, I, I would say there's a good bet that Ratatouille opens before the people move. <laughs> well, that's fine. I'm going October 18th. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I don't got anything else. Do you have anything else that you're seeing on your side, on the travel side? No, just uh, just that, like, if you want to book, uh, boy, there are so many deals available, and I just, I am shocked at the number of deals and how late into the year the deals are already going. Um, you, you know, normally this time of year, March, we might start seeing Junes, but we're talking, we can get deals into, well, into August, and, yeah. um, you know, that's just, that's just crazy, Uh and like Matt and I said uh, many times, we've been to the park several times. If you can get over the fact that wearing a surgical mask is not all that bad, and if you need a break, you understand that you can move off to the side, grab a drink, grab a snack, whatever, and sit there and take a 10, 15-minute mask break in a socially distanced manner. So, you know, really, the mask is just a big deal when you're moving and when you're inside, and if you can just kind of get okay with that, this, this is a great time to go to Disney. Um, the mask is kind of a hassle. The ride lines look daunting, 
<laughs> but then you stand him and, and you just never stop moving, it seems like. Yeah, I saw I saw an interesting picture on Twitter this week um, because Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway opened a year ago. And the queue line on opening day kind of wound through the courtyard and all that kind of stuff. And the wait, the posted wait time was 320 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I commented, I said, we waited in a line three times longer than that. That took one third the time last week. Yeah. It, I, it's crazy. Like, Mickey and Minnie Runaway Railway still has that same line that it did on opening day. It comes all the way out. It snakes through the courtyard. They've got stanchions set up basically permanently at this point yeah. for this ride line. But now it takes 45 minutes Correct. to wait through the line. <laughs> so it's it's crazy. Like, think about Slinky Dog Dash. Slinky Dog Dash has lines all the way out to the very, very back. The very back of Toy Story Land all the way up by one man's dream. And <laughs> like, it's a 45 minute loop. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. it gets, if it gets out to Voyage of the Little Mermaid, it's 75 minutes. Right. Yeah. It gets all the way back and uses Voyage of the Little Mermaid's queue. It's like yeah. a 75 minute loop. <laughs> and you're talking Slinky Dog Dash on a slow day would post a 90 to a 120. Yeah. Yeah. And not get out of the queue. Right. Right, it'd be at the back of the queue. It maybe be coming down the side of it, yeah, down just, towards that little yeah. merchandise stand right there. But yeah, not having fast passes, it's crazy how fast these lines move. Yeah, I mean, if you if you know how to use the app and 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 navigate the park, you can do everything you want every day you want to go there, and yeah, you don't even have to feel rushed doing it. Yeah, how many times did you and I just go, eh, we'll get over to that eventually. Let's take some B-roll. Let's take some pictures. Let's. Yeah. I mean, we were getting halfway through the day and we're like, what else? <laughs> All right. So things coming up um, from Disney Planning Insights this week. So we have Jungle Cruise coming out tomorrow. We're going to have a picture Wednesday coming out tomorrow. I don't know what the picture is going to be yet. I've got 2,000 to choose from. So. A- it's gonna be a dragon. Oh, oh! In that, Japan, that's right. You want the dragon picture? It will be the dragon oh, picture in front of the the uh, the red gate in Japan. Oh, right, right, right. It is the red gate. Yeah. So, okay. So, dragon in front of the red gate will come out tomorrow, Thursday. Ali is going to interview me concerning the trip that we Peter and I took last week. Um, so I'm interested. Wait, Allie is? Yeah, Allie's going to interview me. So she's coming up with all the questions oh. and everything. So it's it's going to be adorable. it's going to be kind of fun. Um, I am working on finishing up the Epcot Park Detail Series Part One. So that's going to be the front of the park, and then we've every, got everything taped. I just need to put everything together for Epcot Series Part Two and Hollywood Series Part One and Part Two. Um, we've got a lot coming out there. We've got everything taped for. Points of view, alien swirling saucers. Points of view, uh, Splash Mountain. We've got another um, couple of rides that are ready to go. So we've just got a ton going on right now that's going to be coming out here in the next few weeks. So definitely, you know, if you aren't subscribed to the YouTube channel, definitely hit that subscribe button and get those notifications because we are going to have a ton coming out. Man, I tell you, all this content, it's almost like we took over 200 gigabytes of data down at Disney last week. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, we took well past 200 gigabytes of data, and I don't even have your card still. That's right. Yeah, you're missing like you're missing like another 30 from me. Yeah. So, and then here we go. You know, Peter goes down in April. I go down in June. Peter's got another one in October. I've got a cruise in June. Thank you, I know we've got we've got all kinds of stuff coming up to where you're going to get even more content coming out from us over the next you know six to eight months. So stick stick with us. If you have something you want to see, if you have a question you want to know, if you're interested in booking a trip, reach out to one of us. Um, we actually got one of our first direct through the website inquiries over the weekend, so that was really cool. So we, we've got things we've got things going on. We're more than willing to help anybody that wants the help planning their trip. All you've got to do is reach out. So, Peter, thanks for coming on tonight. Have yourself a good night. I'm going to try and catch maybe the last few seconds of the Penguins game and um, put the kids to bed. So thank you, everybody, for watching. Guys, all have a good night. Stay safe, and we will see you at the parks real soon.